Okay, guys. So we had a really interesting topic this morning, but uh, the lords of Zoom were like, no, this is not happening. So we're going to do a complete 180, I guess. Um, (laughs) I want to talk about Heidi Montag. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) This is really taking a turn. Because I just, just to give you context, Um, I just spoke for like 20 minutes on on a topic (laughs) and uh, we just lost the whole recording. So, but go ahead, (laughs) Heidi Montag, let's go. <laughs> He's like, we've gone to this now. Okay. Oh, gosh. This is again, you guys, like, we'll rehash what we just talked about because it's super important. Um, but like I think Josh is gonna have a little PTSD <laughs> about that. No um so I guess like just Heidi Montag, right? Like she is doing meat-based, as we talked about, I think previously. We just maybe mm. we even mentioned it. I don't know, eating beef heart in the street of LA. Um, I actually listened to her podcast with Paul Saladino, which is like carnivore MD. And they were talking in depth about why Heidi's doing it. She's doing it for fertility reasons. She wants to like have babies. And I actually like thought to myself because deep down when I started carnivore, like two years ago, by the way, anniversary, two year anniversary just happened. So I'm like stoked. Um, yay. Yay. Um, But uh, I remember like deep down the thing that drove me to keep, I guess, continue to keep up with carnivore was like thinking like, Hey, like I'm, I need to get my body sorted out to be ready to have babies. Like that was kind of like the driving force that kind of gave me motivation daily when I woke up was like, Hey, like you're not just going meat based to like fix your stomach, your knee problems, other things like you're doing kind of like a full scale, like remodel and like vamping up your body to get ready to have babies. So like mm-hmm. in like the backside of my mind, like, yeah, weight loss is cool, but it was more about just getting my body ready for babies. Cause I think you get to a certain age and you just like, kind of, I don't know, have this stuff. So yeah. like, I don't know. I hope, I hope it works for Heidi. Um, like, so you know, any, and I think, any, um, is there any noticeable, like, uh, is there any things that she mentioned or Carnival MD mentioned specifically that sort of, uh, that she's doing that could help the average person that wants to have better fertility or. Yeah. So, um, just like getting more protein and specifically mm. the red meat. So a lot of times what happens is, especially like when you're vegan or you're eating super plant-based and process-based, you're not able to, well, first you're not able to um, get the vitamins. So even if you are eating a lot of sugar and like carbs, we've talked about this, but glucose can fight with some uh, vitamins and minerals that you're trying to absorb. Like it kind of like fights being like, okay, we're gonna absorb the glucose instead of like the vitamin C, mm. for example. So like, that's why, yeah, you can eat more red meat in your diet, but it might not be kind of like the resolve to things. I don't know if you know this, but Kelly Hogan, she was like, she could not get pregnant. Mm. And so once she went carnivore, she was able to like get pregnant naturally with two kids. Um, And it just like totally like turned things around. She's like, I just didn't have like, it was the fat. So like the thing that is I've seen common in it is the fat part of things. So not just the protein, but the fat Mm. that you're taking in. If your Mm. body doesn't have the fat in it, like we're talking about this, like if you have like a layer of fat, like that's that's okay. (laughs) This is like, Josh is so mad because we just had a whole topic about this. But um, if you don't have the fat, it's like harder Mm. to 
conceive, right? Like, and that's for people that, you know, are like super, super skinny on like the scale. So there's kind of like this scale where like, if you're super, super skinny, or if like you're super, super overweight and obese, like both of those are going to have issues with like getting pregnant. I mean, there's always exceptions where like people get pregnant anyway. Um, but I found that I was listening to like, I don't know why, but like all these podcasts, just because I've mentioned that, like, I want to have kids and stuff. Like I get all like these like alerts and like, it just finds me like all these podcasts (laughs) on fertility find me now, which is great. Um, but I was listening to a doula story on one of my favorite podcasts called real foodology. Um, and she like always has different experts come on. It's a cancer one I sent you. Um, but she had a doula come on and a doula is really like a birth coach. And so she like coaches you through like the whole birth, um, whether you're in the hospital, whether you're having a home birth, like whatever. And she had two kids and she was in like the CrossFit CrossFit friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, she was in the CrossFit world forever in LA. And so her first kid she had, and, um, she had an awful postpartum and she was just like eating a lot of vegetables and kind of keeping up with like the LA trends and like dieting and like, you know, red meat was not even part of her diet. It was more like lean meat and stuff like that. Um, and she had an awful postpartum. Like she felt super depressed. Like she had like anxiety, all this stuff. And then she had her second child. And during her second child, she was like listening to her body eating steak, like most days because she was craving it. And then, um, postpartum for her child, she ate steak every single day, had zero issues, like didn't have nearly as bad of postpartum, uh, the following time. So she was just saying like, when people don't eat the protein and the fat, um, it like does something, I guess. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. And then she was talking about how, like the placenta it's getting not graphic, but so basically like she said, red meat, hundred percent, eat that every day postpartum and during your pregnancy, because it'll give the, it's the most, you know, dense nutrient dense bioavailable food that your body needs. Mm-hmm. And she saw the difference in her two pregnancies. But the second thing was, is that, um, she had seen people given birth that were like vegan and like a lot of midwives have said, come out and said this as well that the vegan placenta looks like a smoker's placenta and the placenta is it's like this flat organ that's basically it's feeding all your baby it's like the connection between your body and the baby and so the baby's getting all its nutrients from the placenta right and so they were saying that like what they found is the vegan placenta looks like a smoker's placenta like not getting enough nutrients like super under like it just looked really bad (laughs) and I thought that was super interesting and she's like yeah well you're not getting all the vitamins so Mm. unless you like make a concerted effort to like try to get the vitamins by eating like thousands of garbanzo beans to get that protein and stuff you know like Mm. she's like it's not going to be good and she said that a lot of people that were vegan that get pregnant they end up craving steak and they end up craving Mm. meat and some people ignore it. And then the people that end up giving in, they're like, oh my God, this is exactly, it's like nourishing. It was like exactly what they needed. So yeah. I found that super, I feel like all these like vegans are gonna be like, my placenta looked normal and like, whatever, but I, I isn't listened, that cool? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if you listened to the podcast with uh, Diana Rogers and Rob Wolf with Joe Rogan. And they spoke at length about um, how essentially like, like 
even the vegan equivalents of the vitamins that you're going to get are not as bioavailable as mm-hmm. um, any animal products. So even though you you think you can supplement your way to you know well-being and health, there's just no way you can you you can't get certain vitamins like b12 in the most bioavailable form without animal products it it, it basically they said like diana rogers and rob wolf who are like really esteemed researchers said that it it is literally it is impossible like they went to that length to, to get the same amount so yes you can eat all these like beans and and you know things that make up for the fact that you're not eating protein and soy protein and stuff but the level of anti-nutrients in those uh those food sources just don't even compare and it it's yeah. so difficult it's so hard it really is just so difficult yeah i can kind of give you more on the science to why it's more bioavailable for me and like why our bodies absorb it um so i, I might have mentioned this i went on a podcast recently and they were asking me about this Um, but basically if you're trying to get something and it's coming from an animal cell, so like we're made of animal cells, right? Obviously like meat is made of animal cells as well. Right. So the absorption rate of that and our ability to absorb that into our bodies is super, super high because we're made out of the same cells. However, if you eat a plant, which is made of plant cells and you're made of animal cells, the absorption rate is so much lower because you're like, you're not of the same cloth, so to speak. So what's happening is like the plants might even be like to a level, I guess, like fighting to like be absorbed, but like they normally like pass through you. And I always, well, we always talk about the poop. Like you never see like a huge piece of freaking steak in your shit, do you? Mm. Like, no, it's literally like corn. It's all the vegetables. If you eat vegetables, I haven't seen that in a while, but if you eat vegetables, but the right? Fiber. Because they literally that's go fiber. through. Yeah, yeah, they go through. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think that's like so interesting. And I think also like people get so concerned, especially like around like fertility and people that are pregnant and everything too. Like they're like, oh, like if you're just eating meat, like, or if you're vegan, like, how are you getting the nutrients? And like, so I just did hair testing, um, like recently because I want to see what my vitamin levels are because there's a chance that like, Hey, like I don't eat maybe as much fish as like I should. And I just want to see like, what, what's up. Right. So I had Taylor, like I had to give a tablespoon of my hair and like, it actually is a lot more than I thought. <laughs> so Taylor's like going through my head and I'm like, and he's cutting like patches and you have to cut it like up to the scalp. So a lot of times they do vitamin and mineral testing for your hair because, um, and toxicities, because what happens is your blood test is like, it could be different minutes later, you know, and a lot of different minerals and toxicities like live in your hair, like they'll hold on to like in a hair follicle. And that's why they do uh, drug tests via hair as well, you know, for like companies that like want to drug test people. So he's cutting out my hair. They basically like give me everything like pre postmarked and everything to send back. And it's called honed. And I sent it back to this company. And what they're going to do is they're going to test for heavy metals, toxicities, all these different minerals and vitamins. So basically like I can have that information, look at it. And then if I wanted to be like, I mean, they give you like the option to sign up for like a vitamin 
based on your results, you know, like you can get vitamins. I'm not going to do that because there's no point. Like I don't mm. really like take it unless something's really low. Like unless something's really, really low, then I'll do that. But like, for example, if they're like, Hey, like your, I don't know, like your folic acid is really low. Right. I might be like, okay, like I'm going to eat more salmon roe. And like, I preemptively already bought like a bunch of salmon roe just cause mm-hmm. like, I know I probably need that in my life more, but, um, it's just going to give you to see what you need in order to see the different vitamin levels. So if you are vegan, if you are a vegetarian, regardless of, you know, what you do, um, get your vitamin levels checked. You know, like if you're in the U S I think it's like $126 for like the full service, which is pretty good. Mm. And it's available online to you. You can like keep the information forever. So I will have that for you eventually, Josh, like to go through. Cause I'm like super curious. Cause what if they're like, Oh, you have like a mold toxicity or something like that would be like crazy. Yeah. And I'd be like, wait, what? Like, I don't know. Have you ever had your vitamin levels checked like that? Yeah, I've, I've had a number of things checked. Um, I'll say the first one, speaking of poo, is that I had... Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we spoke about this a long time. But I sent, when I was in South Africa in 2019, I sent a sample of my feces over to Europe to get, uh, to get tested. And basically, it came back saying that I could have signs of SIBO. That was when I was really sick. Um, I was losing a yeah. lot of I was losing a lot of weight. I lost, gosh, I lost nearly ten kilograms of muscle, and I was eating a lot. Um, not carnivore though, but I was eating a lot of calories, a lot of carbs, and nothing, nothing was making me put on weight. And it's the first time that's ever happened to me because, as many of you know, my story is I was very overweight. So I've been through it all. I've been through overweight. I've been through underweight been through it all and it came back saying it was there were signs of SIBO which is uh, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth but basically what happens is in your small intestine the food that goes in there if you have an overgrowth of bacteria in there that bacteria will will consume the food aka fiber aka carbs so if you're eating carbs you're not going to get any nutrients it'll consume that before it reaches your large intestine. So you your body won't have a chance to absorb all the nutrients. That's what small intestinal bacteria overgrowth is. And it's actually, the science on it's pretty weird because it's actually, it, a lot of it is caused by low stomach acid, funny enough. So if you don't have enough mm-hmm. stomach acid, which can be from a number of things, you know, alcohol, you know, drug use, uh, stress, so many things. If you've got low stomach acid, your body can't digest the nutrients it has and bacteria can grow into your small intestine. So anyway, that was the first test I ever did of that nature. Yeah. And then I also did a hair tissue mineral analysis test like you've done. That's the technical Oh my God, tell me, how was it? Was it during (laughs) carnivore or when was it? Yeah, it it was the beginning stages of right before, it was BC, right before COVID. Um, I had it, I had it tested and I was about, I was transitioning into like full carnivore then and my magnesium was low. Um, my copper was high. My copper was really because high. Because of all the steak. Because copper is in no, steak, so from but the it's liver, also really important. No, the liver. So I was eating lots of chicken livers at the time. And here's the thing oh. is that back to, you know, back to the whole dogma in the community now is that, you, oh, you have to just eat all your organs and things like that. I feel... 10 million times better when I stay away from organs. Um, I don't mind a bit of chicken livers here and there, and I don't mind a bit of beef liver, but 
you know, that's why I had Jody, uh, Judy Cho on my podcast is because she yeah. speaks about this is that you can, there's definitely an upper limit to the amount of organs you can eat. And in fact, if you've ever had too much chicken livers, you can actually taste the, um, it, it's a very metallic taste in your mouth. It, it's a sign that your body is probably consuming something that's not, not of too much benefit to you if in large quantities, you know, obviously in small quantities, it's fine. But interesting enough, my copper was high. And I was eating a lot of chicken livers, which have a shitload of copper in them. I literally, whenever you say chicken livers, I'm just like, oh, like, I just like kind of like, oh, <laughs> they really, like, you know, they're really good if you do them right. You know, if you cook them in butter oh and they're a bit seared, they really, they really tasty. I love them, but I can't eat too many. It's, it's a bit of a waste for yeah, me to yeah. buy them, to be honest, because I can eat like three or four and then I'm already finished, you know? Well, okay, here's the thing. So you know how Judy Cho always does like those things, like the ribeye or like the eggs. And she has this thing mm. and it says all of the different amounts of, um, so I just want to, can I just read like what's in a ribeye? So Go like people Go know, I think it's kind of crazy. So these are all the different vitamins and minerals. I'll start with the minerals that are in the ribeye. <laughs> and and wait, bio, a lot of people don't realize this. Bioavailable, like I can't stress that enough people, like these yeah. are bioavailable, which means that your body can absorb them like, yeah. And use them. Go ahead. <laughs> However, if you are using like, if you are eating too much sugar and processed shit, sometimes that can work as like a blocker for mm. like absorbing this, mm. which is why when people ask why you, don't, why you don't eat carbs and shit, it's like, well, I'm trying to absorb as much as I can. But anyway, okay, minerals, calcium, copper, iron, magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, selenium, zinc out of all of these the highest is phosphorus and potassium like like i'm talking about in 100 grams serving so in 3.5 ounces of a ribeye there's 357 milligrams of potassium alone that's fucking insane do you remember when people used to tell us like hey eat a banana for potassium yeah oh no oh no or like eat an avocado it's like dude like the ribeye has it all and then these are the actual vitamins so you have vitamin a vitamin B1, uh, sorry, thiamine, which is B1, riboflavin, flavin, ribo, riboflavin, whatever, Both. B2, <laughs> niacin, B3, uh, pantothenic acid, B5, vitamin B6, folate, right? Um, vitamin B12, vitamin D, vitamin E, vitamin K, choline, omega-3, and omega-6. And also, the only thing that's like, I guess, missing is uh, the, what is it? Uh, biotin, which you can get from liver, salmon, egg yolk, chromium, which you can get from eggs, fish, or liver, and then manganese, which you can get from eggs. Um, and then there's another one that I don't even know how to pronounce, which you can also get from eggs. So like I was looking at all this information and I was like, dude, if I eat eggs and like ribeyes, I will literally have a full circle of all the minerals and minerals and vitamins that my body needs. And I was like, that's yeah. nuts. I still yeah. like other things, you know, like to put it in there, but like, that's most, I would say, I don't know if you, you relate like 75% of my diet is ribeyes and eggs and butter, like hundred P that's going to happen in a day probably, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So Definitely, yeah, yeah, but I will say there was a person, I listened to a story recently where um, their son was like acting out and was super aggressive. And so they took him to like an integrative nutritionist. And the first thing they did was 
Um, they ask a lot about diet and stuff and they ask, you know, questions about that. And this kid was on the standard American diet and he was super aggressive and just had like, you know, like just like a mean kid. And they're like, something's wrong with my kid. Like, let's like figure this out. They did like the hair test and everything. And it came up that his copper was really low. So when your copper is really low, your copper isn't there to be able to regulate different moods and like different receptors, like in your brain. So like you can have too high of copper levels, but it's also really important to have mm. the copper in there too. And so once they fixed the copper and one of the things they did was they ate like more steak, uh, not liver. Cause they were like a kid and they were like, not into that. Um, but they ended up like, you know, kind of fixing his issues with aggression, which I thought was like, so interesting because now I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's so, I don't know. It's so crazy that like, you still have conversations with people today and they're like, diet has nothing to do with how you feel or diet mm -hmm. has nothing to do with your, like your performance diet is nothing to do with that. And it's like, wait, like, are you really, you don't think anything that you put in your mouth is like related to how you feel like, yeah. Cause here's the thing, like there's some people listening where like, they're super skinny. Like I have friends where like, they're super thin and like, they'll eat like donuts and like not gaining weight and they eat a standard American diet. And it's like, dude, like, yeah, you can do that. But like, here's the thing, like 10 years from now, you might get cancer if you continue to eat like literally like, you know, sugary candy daily mm. and like eat something that's super processed. Like, it's not like, it's not like we're saying like, Hey, like don't eat that because you're going to get fat. It's like, Oh no, no, no. Like there's people that eat crap that I'm sure, you know, as well, where like they're stick thin and they're like, well, I don't gain weight. So like, I don't need to stop eating this. And it's like, dude, it's not about weight. Like it's like proven mm -hmm. now that processed foods are like linked directly to cancer. Right. Mm -hmm. It's and like, so it's much more. Yeah. And to be honest with you, like those people more often than not, don't have never felt the 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 wrath of feeling mm -hmm. really shit and that's what i'm passionate about is that those people that are they i mean they could go the rest of their life but maybe maybe they've if you were if you were brought up with a mom that breastfed you and you were fed good food when you were a kid and you didn't you didn't go on too many antibiotics you are you, you could go through the rest of your life eating Dunkin' Donuts for breakfast and you will be fine. But for the people that, you know, didn't get breastfed, like myself, who had a mom that was vegetarian, who, you know, who, like, people that really suffered and people that have really been ill and know what it's like to feel the worst of the worst and to know what it's like to not be heard and not want traditional medicine shoved in your face. Those are the people that put health first, like you and me. It's it's not even like a question mm -hmm. for me. I just do my thing. It's like those people for me, it's like it doesn't it doesn't even, you know, cross my mind. Like because one day, you're right, one day something could happen to them. But even then, if they're not self-actualized and they're not, they're not ready they still might just go, oh, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm getting old, I'm getting old now. You know, let me blame it on age or let me just take another antibiotic or let me have a gastric bypass. So they keep, they keep going and they keep avoiding the fact that, hang on, 
what I'm eating is fundamentally affecting me every single day. It's like what I'm eating is making yeah. me day by day, minute by minute. The, the, the steak I had this morning is in me right now. It is producing hormones. It's in me. And back to, yeah. I mean, I've said this before, but if you don't think that food has an effect on you, this might be the worst example in the world. Take a mushroom. Yeah. Take a mushroom. Go, go experience a psychedelic retreat. Because you can take a little bit of mushroom or you can take a little bit of LSD that's a freaking drop and that can completely alter your consciousness yeah. for 10 hours. So you telling me that nothing that you eat <laughs> affects you on a level. In fact, yeah. you know, Anthony Gustin, who is the perfect keto dude, it's like one of the biggest keto brands in America, he had went to go see the Hudson tribe in, uh, when was it in, in Tanzania or something last year during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. But he just ate a few berries on the tree. He just literally just ate a few berries. He was sick for like three days. That's a yeah. few berries on a tree. Meanwhile, they are busy cook cooking baboon brains and organs and they fine, but he goes and eats a few berries and the dude's like, completely out of it well i want to like shift gears you know um and we can just probably end on the note that like food's gonna affect someone either in days hours you know and also 10 years down the line like god yeah. forbid you get cancer but like just limit the processed food now make those changes now reel it back because everything will catch up even if you're stick thin and you think it won't anyway Okay. Something that I want to talk about, Josh, is that, you know, I'm like obsessed with living this low tox life. Mm -hmm. And I always find it interesting. Sometimes I have friends that like send me articles, um, whether it's about like microplastics and people's blood that's proven now. So they actually did a recent study into like people's blood and they found like microplastics in the blood because we consume so much stuff like hot food on plastic. We're heating up stuff in plastic stuff. Like, you know, you make your coffee in a thing where like plastic comes through it, you know, like there's just, it's in our blood now, like whatever. Yeah. Anyway. So look, look into that. If you're curious, um, what I wanted to talk about is there is a clothing company called Shein S E S H can't spell S H E I N. It is a Chinese company and it's widely known for being like really cheap. Okay. Really cheap and like trendy clothing, right? It sells anything from like baby clothes all the way to like just normal, like women, adult clothes. Yeah. <laughs> what are we? We're, we're women what adults. We? we don't even know. <laughs> what am I? I don't, who am I? Um, I just watched Zulena recently. So I was laughing. Okay. Um, but the thing is, is that they did a test, uh, they did a sample size of 38 pieces of clothing and out of those 38 pieces of clothing, get this one in five items had elevated levels of chemicals, including lead PFAs and thiophates, wait, P H T H A L A T E S thiophates. Yeah. I don't even okay if you see something so like those that, are super you know it's bad if you can't pronounce yeah, it so anyways so, <laughs> yeah so those are super toxic chemicals and the crazier part is so one in five of this sample they did of an order they had 
one in five had elevated levels, levels of chemicals that are extremely toxic and are like carcinogenic. So if you want to know the level, so in our clothes, the level that's allowed is around 90 milligrams of these toxic chemicals are allowed in our clothes. Okay. That's what's literally, that's what's allowed <laughs> when they do testing of this. The amount of lead that was found, and this was one of the examples was a baby's raincoat or jacket or something. And this baby's coat had a level of lead that was 1,702 milligrams. And the limit to have on clothes is 90 milligrams. What the hell? What is happening? So yeah. here's the thing. Like, I, I feel like we can like attribute this to like buying local. Like if something is made super cheap mm-hmm. and you're like, yo, like all this stuff is like super cheap. Like it's manufactured in China. Like I guarantee you forever 21 is not far away from that. Like, I don't know where H and M's clothes are done, but like if there's cheap clothes that are being made, chances are that they're high in these chemicals. Right. Um, So anyway, I just wanted to like put that out there as like a PSA, like if something's Mm -hmm. super cheap, like you might as well just like, I don't know, maybe save and then like buy the thing that's maybe like a little bit more expensive, a little bit more local yeah, um, and and stuff like that. Because I actually, this is like news to me, like I did not know they allowed certain number of toxic carcinogens in our clothes. Did you? Um, No, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that. Yeah. And you mentioned, um, well, you mentioned it being cheap and then how, what's crazy to me is I saw this, uh, I saw this diagram the other day. It's like, basically it shows how, um, there's six or seven corporations that own majority of the foods, uh, the, the, the foods, the world's food supply. Um, so we're talking like Kellogg's, Nestle, da, 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 da. All of these companies are basically plant-based. They, when I say plant-based, yes, you might have a bit of meat in here, here or there, whatever. But all of these companies are plant-based, basically. And yeah, all of them. Do you think any of these companies care about you know you eating more meat? No, they don't. They care about you buying their product. You know, do, they, do you think they care about your health? No, it's the same with these clothing companies. It's like, it's profit, right? It's profit. And you see at the end of the day, it's these board members. They have thousands of board members that all they see on a screen at the end of the day is thumbs up or thumbs down. Are we, are we reaching our targets? No. Okay. What do we need to do? Let's Let's do something here, but they don't realize on the ground level, the effect that that has. And I'm doing a full circle now because you mentioned buy local. That is like the number one thing you can do when it comes to everything. It's like, if you can buy your clothes local, if you can buy your food local, if you can buy your car local, it, it, it is just a good starting place for ensuring that, you know, you're not getting weird shit that relies on, you know, process bullshit to get to your door. Yeah, that's so Josh, that's my biggest issue is like, I don't judge people. If someone wants to buy from this Chinese company, Xi'an or from forever 21, like I've, I've done it. Hmm. The thing is, is that I like to make people aware 
that profit and money is what these companies care about at the end of the day. I'm sorry, but like, if you think that Nestle gives a shit about your health, like you're going to have to look in like a little bit deeper to everything going on. Right. Because these, they have bottom lines. Money is what's driving these companies. So that's why I have an issue when, you know, there's stuff like this, where why don't we know that like one in five pieces of clothing has extremely elevated levels of cancer causing chemicals that are super toxic to us. Like, I just want people to know, like, I think it's our job to not even our job. It's like our passion to want Mm. to, I don't know, educate people that, Hey, like there's harmful stuff and what we're putting on and around and in our body, you know, like profit is such a big thing that, you know, drives people. And I think Anthony, um, Augustine, when he was on your show, he said the same thing, you know, like Mm. people start out with a great intention using like coconut oil and their products. And the intention is that they really have a passion to make a product that's not toxic to people that's made with clean ingredients. Right. And then what happens is you get bigger and bigger and bigger. And guess what? Coconut oil is something that, Hey, we need to cut this and we need to actually Mm -hmm. put an inflammatory oil, like palm oil into Mm -hmm. it instead, because we, we can't afford that. And again, it's the profit. It's the, it's the people that are, you know, your partners in it, because now it's not just you, you have like investors, you have, you have people that need to see the numbers that are like relying on you. So you have to cut and make certain things. And unfortunately quality is a lot of the times is what, you know, gets sacrificed (laughs) or gets, you know, just like, oh, it's fine. Like, we'll just get rid of this ingredient. That's super good. We'll put something that's a little toxic. Maybe people won't notice and we'll still be able to make a higher profit. So people do have good intentions, I think. And I think a lot of times they start out with a vision and a, you know, clean, healthy ingredients. But like you said, there's other factors Mm -hmm. and money is such a driving force. That's why my problem with big food is that, and my problem with big pharma is that, because, you know, like there's, there's profit on the line, you know? So I just hope people can, I don't know, learn from that. And in you, and that's a great point because anytime there's profit on the line, humans are invariably going to make weird and wonky decisions. And I'm talking about even, I'm, let me just say, even in the carnivore community, if you've got if you've got an organ supplement company that relies on profit, obviously you're not going to want some study coming out saying that vitamin A toxicity does have an upper limit and it is possible and it's very possible, especially for younger people where their livers are not as well developed. So they can't handle the amount of um, vitamin A that you're getting from organs. So yeah, hundred percent. And I think you said it before you said, sticking to one ingredient foods is like number one it's like if you can start doing that you know yogurt is literally just fermented milk cool that's one ingredient basically meat is meats you know uh eggs are eggs those are one ingredient food you can't i was like i don't know about yogurt i was like yogurt people are gonna be like i can eat yogurt like cool no i mean (laughs) i mean it's 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 an example that i mean because it depends what yogurt you get obviously but like for the most if it's organic it's one ingredient it's just fermented you know what i'm saying yeah but that's that's an extreme example it's like a processed one ingredient food but exactly i mean when there's profit on the line you can't make 
it's hard to make rational decisions about what's actually good for people and what's not because you've got to please so many people and these yeah. these carnival influencers now have so many so many investors probably on the line now do you think they can turn around and say oh no okay sorry guys you know what hang on our organ supplements are not working let's just retract all of these thi- yeah no, you know it, it it's, it's not like- gonna happen and whether they do so here's the thing like whether they do work or not I think that I've thrived without them for so long, like for two years on this diet. And like, I did remember I did take hard soil for a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. I remember like, I was like, you know, I had like a code and everything. And I was like, yeah, like take this. Like, I don't think it harms you because I feel like it's such a small amount. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. But I also now, I now look back at that time and I think, okay, like, what does this actually help? Like there is a difference you know um like i don't know how what i'm saying is i don't know if the difference is placebo or if the difference is real like i will say from time to time um like i don't know like i just i just wouldn't i don't know i would just be conscientious in saying like liver and organs are the answer to everything because i don't think they are i think they're just uh like, I think it's just, I think maybe it can elevate it, but I don't know. I just don't think it's the answer for everything. So that I think that's, we have the same view. And I think like, not to like rag on Paul Saladino, but also like, I just follow the money and it's like, oh, like, why are people pushing like, you know, these supplements so much? Oh, like they're manufacturing them. Like they're, they're selling them. So like, you know, and Josh and I are here, we're not selling you shit. Like, mm. I'm not selling you shit. Like, not I, yet, I will least. say this. People hit me up. No, but people hit me up all the time. And they're like, hey, I have this keto product. Or, hey, like, I have this protein powder that's keto. Or, hey, I have this, like, beef jerky. And, like, I look at this stuff and I'm just like, dude, like, I don't really, like, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I don't want to promote something that I'm not even going to use. Mm. Like, Cause I used to always have a thing. Like I won't do some, I won't promote something unless like I use it and I actually like, you know, yeah. like, like it. And so this beef jerky was like reaching out and they were like sugar-free and all that. But like, I just didn't like, there was an ingredient that I just like, didn't like. And mm. I'm like, yeah, I'm not down yeah. <laughs> to do that. And I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, and that's why I enjoyed speaking to Judy's because she told me to make sole water. So yeah. I did it. That was free. It's basically just taking a, a cup of salt. I did put up a video recently. So if you want to go watch how to make it, it's really easy. But literally that didn't cost it anything. And it's the easiest thing in the world. And it's completely free. And it's made a huge difference to my my health and well-being. So she didn't sell me. I mean, you can go buy the, the expensive, you know, element yeah, packets. Yeah, the electrolytes. Yeah. That's cool. Like I... I I don't mind that because that's a product that I would probably use every day. But before I went and bought that, I just wanted to try the Sol Lay water to see if that would make a difference. And it did. So I'm sticking to it right now, you know, but yeah. it just depends, you know, it just depends where you, you sit in the spectrum and what you involved in is going to determine your beliefs about it. And humans are so funny is that the, the deeper you get into it, um, sort of sunk sunk cost fallacy is like the deeper you get into it the more your bias is going to tend to want to confirm the original ideas you had so therefore 
you're going to be so far into whatever you're doing, you're not going to want to shift your way of thinking. Yeah. And I'm always, to be honest with you, I'm always thinking about that. I'm always saying, okay, like what, am I living in this echo chamber too much? Now, how can I be thinking differently? How can I change things up a bit? And yes, my diet and stuff has evolved, but for the most part, it stayed the same. It's simple. I'm not taking any supplements. Um, occasionally I'll have like, Mag, like one bit of magnesium after a heavy day of training. I'll have like 100 milligrams of magnesium at night or I'll put some magnesium spray on. Or and that's because you know that maybe you don't absorb that as much or yeah, you know, or you're you lacking that, which like, is fine. Like if yeah. people need to do that, yeah, like if you, if you find out you're low in something mm. and maybe you're not absorbing it from something, like from eating certain foods, then absolutely take a fucking supplement. Like no one's mm. like telling you like you can't do that, you know? Like mm. I think that's awesome because you know what you need. Yeah. And and again, like we've spoken about it before, but nothing on earth beats consistency. So yeah. You you've taken 20, 30, some people 40 years to damage and fuck your gut up. Do you think after two, even three years of carnival, you're going to be completely healed. No, you're going to have days when you don't feel good. You're going to have days where you feel like shit. It doesn't yeah. mean you need to go and jump on the organ or the honey bandwagon. You can, yeah. you, you can, I mean, you can do that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But what I'm saying is you don't, you don't have to hop from one thing to another. If you are consistent with it and you stick it out and you allow your body time to adapt, it's one of the best things you can do. Totally. Yeah. Wait, you just, you just touched on honey. Um, I met a guy last night. This is the first carnivore that I've met like in Idaho and Boise where I live. And I met him at a bonfire last night, which was, was kind of gnarly. Like shirt? still, no, no, no. Like my, one of my friends introduced me to him and he's like, Oh, you have to meet this guy. Like he's also carnivore. And I was like, Oh, cool. Like now I'm being like set up like friends, you know, with friends. Um, but I found it so interesting. He's a nurse um, he's been like an ER nurse for a really long time. Um, we definitely share, I would say, similar views in terms of carnivore, kind of like making it your own. He's into heavy weightlifting, uh, mostly kettle kettlebells, um, knows a lot of shit about that, has had back issues, like a slip disc like me as well. And we were talking about that. So like really glad I met him. But it was so funny because we were talking about and he was talking about like the fruit that he consumes. And I was like, oh, you must be like more into like the Paul Saladino way. Cause he's, he's fit is what my point is, is like people have to take in context that the people that are adding fruit and eating levels of fruit. So he'll say on the days he works out, he'll eat like two bananas. Um, like which uh, for, that was like the first I've ever heard people on carnivore eating bananas. Cause they're so carb high. And they're also like so sugary. Um, but he said like two bananas and then like was also talking about like some rice, which I got kind of confused about. But anyway, I was like just listening and I'm like, you know, at this great that I think he knew the days when he works out really hard. Like I would say he's probably like similar to CrossFit, like what he's doing. Um, he'll eat fruit and I'm like, cool. But at the same time, like people take that out of context or they see Paul Saladino eating all this fruit or like he has like a cutting board. And it's the biggest cutting board you've ever seen. And there's like melons and, and fruit and dates and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, I guess he's just eating that. But I don't know. It's just remember to not take things out of context because mm -hmm. like this guy I met last night, who's always been in really good shape and been like a, a very high performing athlete. 
And then Paul Saladino, who's always been in shape, who's also a high performance athlete as well. Like he's a surfer and stuff too. Um, just know that they eventually got to the point where their body could handle certain fruits um, and certain maybe like seeds or, you know, certain rice, like you do rice refeed days, you know? Mm -hmm. So just know that people eventually got there. But like, we talked about this when I went into carnivore in order to like get rid of what I had, like it was like five months of being pure. Yeah. five months of like eating two steaks a day and like butter and like just like that was life and that's what cured me it was not the honey it was not the berries like I'll still even eat berries now and like I still get like some stomach upset like we had bacon wrap dates the other night which were like so good and I usually make that in deviled eggs and people come over and I enjoyed it so much um but I definitely was like feeling like some different indigestion than normal mm. from the mm. dates <laughs> um but anyways I just wanted to mention that because I thought it was so interesting hearing how much fruit he eats um and it reminded me of Carnivore Aurelius and mm. Paul Saladino who again are fit to begin with like they weren't trying to lose weight they weren't trying I don't know like it just it just works with their system so yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there hundred percent. I, I couldn't agree more. Like context is so, so important. And instead of assuming things, just ask better questions and you'll find out what really is going to suit your lifestyle and your way of being. But again, that just comes from not latching on to these gurus and people that have millions of you know, TikTok followers and shit like that because they're making cool videos, you know, like Liver King and stuff. Yeah, it's all cool. It's really cool. He's a jacked dude. But you, you, people don't have any idea what happens behind the scenes. You don't yeah. know what Carnivore Aurelius is doing behind the scenes. You don't know what... Paul I don't Sabino even know what he is. looks like. Yeah, there's that. But you don't, you don't know what Liver King is doing behind the scenes. Um, you don't care. And let me just say as well, like these guys are doing a service to the world i mean we we've said it before remove process bullshit you are 70 percent of the way there but just be careful you know so i'm not saying these guys are and what they're doing is excellent and it's, it's providing the message of health and good and well-being and stuff and it's cool but just be careful and, and the context is so important because i think the realm that we're speaking in is about healing from you know, gut issues, things trauma. that have really, yeah, and, and the exact trauma and things that have like affected you on more of a spiritual level than anything, not just getting a bit of eczema and it's like, oh, I want to get rid of my eczema. Let me just go, you know, meat base. Or like I want abs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. For me, that's not the my, certainly not my target audience because I don't have skin in the game when it comes to that. I, I don't have a, six pack of abs and I'm, I'm not a bodybuilder but i can tell you a lot about you know how to better your spirituality or how to lose weight sustainably you know things like that so skin in the game plays a big yeah. aspect and yeah i just think people should be careful about latching on to these gurus health gurus just be open just be yeah. open you know i think there's gonna be so many people you meet and there's so many different ways and then you find what works for you and you like you know change things a little bit um, but any, I guess, closing notes for this is, especially, <laughs> I guess, um, don't be vegan when you're pregnant because you won't get all the nutrients your baby needs. Mm. Um, 
test your vitamin levels. If you're curious, regardless of the diet that you follow, test your vitamin levels, see where you're at, and then find out the foods that are maybe heavy in the vitamins you need and start eating those or incorporating those more into your diet. Um, don't buy cheap clothes like you can, but like, imagine that like, this is something that came out. Imagine how many more are like this. Um, and then, you know, just know that, I don't know, things, <laughs> there's toxic chemicals all over the place, dude. Like mm. just try to limit things as much as you can and, you know, avoid the processed food. Um, and, uh, yeah. Anything else to add, Josh? No, I think you pretty much covered it all. Um, as frustrating. <laughs> Don't be vegan during pregnancy. <laughs> as frustrating as the beginning of this episode was, we managed to get through it. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and we'll have we'll just redo your topic. You guys have a great topic that you want to talk about at length. Yeah. Um, maybe that'll just be like a whole thing about different stressor, good stressors. Mm. Um, and we'll talk all about that. But yeah, look episode to that. thirteen, we out. Awesome, we Josh. Out. Bye everyone. Uh, Like, and subscribe. This is my shameless plug. Like us, subscribe us, ping us on Instagram and let us know what you want to talk about. Um, Let us know what, I mean, I'm also curious, like if someone has a story or something that cured them and they want to maybe talk about it or something like happy to share your story Mm. um, so that more people can know about it. But yeah. yeah, happy days. Cool. Cheers.